I've got a man who needs to bleed out, otherwise he's gonna die. I've got a grandmaster who was worn down to a frazzle. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take things that happened on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yep. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have opened the Watsits of Time to find out which are the two crispiest cheese puffs within and to present them to you for you to eat and then feel slightly unsatisfied by. I you can get vegan ones of those now, and they're really great. Can you? Yeah, and I secretly I like to I like to eat half the packet. <laughs> and then I like to leave the packet open on the side, and everyone's like, mm. They've gone all stale and chewy. I'm like, oh. that's how I like them best. <laughs> and now I can have them all. Uh, I like slightly ruining food to get so that I get the whole thing. It's not that. It's not the, To me, it's better. It's better. <laughs> Is there something wrong with this cake? Someone licked the top of the whole cake. No, maybe. <laughs> that's not chocolate fudge on my teeth. It's yeah, no, it chocolate, chocolate fudge. fudge on my teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you to the 18th of March, 1314, when Jacques de Molay, the Grand Master of the Templar Order, is burned at the stake. I'm glad you did this one. Uh, I mean, not, you know, I don't enjoy stake burnings. Because <laughs> I hate the Templars. <laughs> the smell of roasting Templar in the morning. Mm. Well, we sort of discussed them before why Philip IV got rid of them. I can't remember why we talked about that. But we talked about why Philip IV got rid of the Templars. Um, but I thought we'd go into more detail as to exactly what they were accused of. Of. So in 1291, uh, they'd lost most of the Crusader states, all of the Crusaders, and they'd had to retreat to Cyprus. So the Templars were there, the Hospitallers were there, all the remaining Crusaders were there. The King of Jerusalem was there, but he wasn't King of Jerusalem anymore. He was just King of Cyprus. Uh, and so everyone in Europe got a bit bored with Crusades and didn't think they were worth doing. Uh, and Philip IV owed <laughs> the Templars loads of money because they invented banks. Um, or rather, they invented, why don't you leave some of your money here with us in Paris and I'll give you a note and you can oh, get yes, some money at the other end when you get did, there. that's what they did, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So if you get robbed on the way, you don't lose all your money. You've just got a piece of paper, which is no use to anyone else. So it's the most secure way of transferring. Essentially, they invented bank transfers. That's good. It was like the, the 11th century version of a bax. Oh, and so is the holding on to your money for three days a tradition from the amount of <laughs> time it took to ride across to... <laughs> Across Acre, yes, probably. Um, so Philip IV owed them loads of money and he suggested, well, why don't I just take over? Because I'm the king of France and I'm the most important person in the world. I'm even more important than the Pope, he said. And Pope Boniface VIII said, Fair play. no, you're not. And I'm, if you say that again, I'm going <laughs> to excommunicate you. At which point... as I love to get... I love the idea, by the way, of just a transnational. Oh yes, he is. <laughs> you, oh, you be no, quiet. You be you, pipe down, you Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Dispatch riders trading banter across hundreds of miles. And then so he said, "If you don't shut up, Philip the Fourth, I'm going to excommunicate you." And then, as we discussed another time, Philip the Fourth had him beaten up for a number of days. That was Pope Boniface VIII is the Pope who got beaten up and then died of shock a few days later. <laughs> oh yes. What we didn't discuss was his successor, Benedict XI, who became Pope and then died of what was probably being poisoned shortly thereafter, because uh, Philip IV had him poisoned by Guillaume de Nougaret. Um, and the following Pope, oh. Pope Clement, um, decided to agree with everything Philip IV said and not disagree with him. At which point, Philip IV tried to get rid of the Templars by arresting them and accusing them of five things. He accused them of 
spitting on the cross when they were being initiated into their ceremonies. Oh, no, I am sorry. During the initiation, kissing each other on the mouth, navel Mm. and posterior. (laughs) (laughs) They were accused of indulging or at least saying to their novitiates, their initiates, that they indulged in unnatural lusts and that they encouraged it, really. That was fine. It's not that unnatural, though, is it? No. Really? Uh, the fourth charge was of wrapping... It's the most natural thing in the world. <laughs> wrapping the cord which they had around their bellies, also around a huge bearded head, which they all worshipped. And oh. fifth... Who's, who's huge bearded head? <laughs> we don't know. Just a huge mm. bearded head. They all head. look the same, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. You can't, well, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah. And five using unconsecrated host for the mass, which only proves that Philip IV had no sense of drama. You don't open with spitting on the cross and finish with the unconsecrated host yeah. of the mass. Open with you build best. to analingus. You build to... <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. You've hidden, he's buried the lead. The hidden right yeah. in the middle is yeah. the bum open kissing. Open with your best joke. Which is, the bit which, which is all anyone yeah, yeah, remembers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All anyone remembers Jack de Molay for is the bum kissing. He was such a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he was burned at the stake on the 18th of March, 1314, in Paris. And that was the end of the Templars. I'm going to take you to the 18th of March, 1965. Ooh. And the cosmonaut, the Hmm. does something no one's ever done before. Ooh. He sits in a spaceship and opens oh. the door. In space. That seems foolish. Uh, he goes on the first ever spacewalk. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's the first person ever to do it on this day in 1965. Oh, good. Um, I'm glad it was planned. The way you said it made it sound like he was having a strop. He thought he'd heard a knock. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? No, to hell with you. I don't like whole space idea. I'm off. What? Ah, this door-to-door salesman in space. Um, <laughs> uh, he did uh, this spacewalk for 12 minutes and nine seconds uh he was on a 16 foot long tether i mean can you imagine like no one had ever done it before absolutely terrifying and here was the thing he was like okay i've finished this have i done enough now for glorious revolution okay great can i come back in now okay great oh my god i can't come back in he couldn't get back in through the airlock oh, no. because his spacesuit had inflated in the vacuum of space. Uh, oh. He was too bulky. He was like trying to, it's like trying to stuff Mr. Blobby through a cat flap. When do you think he realised? Did you think he realised the moment he stepped out went thump, went, oh, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. I mean, it was 12 minutes and nine <laughs> seconds. The first nine seconds were, wow, I'm in space. The last 12 minutes was just Shit. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Let me back in. Oh, God. Oh, God. In the end, he had to open a valve in his spacesuit. That doesn't sound healthy. To bleed mm. off the pressure. Yeah. And just about managed to scramble back inside the capsule. Wow. Uh, but he was an amazing guy. He was a writer. He was an artist. He did all kinds of stuff. Mm. Uh, when Arthur C. Clarke wrote the sequel to 2001, yeah. um, he observed that uh, Leonov had said, you know this cover of, uh, you know this opening shot in your movie of the moon and earth and sun uh, in a line. It was basically the same as a drawing that Leonov had done. He did a painting uh, called Near the Moon. Mm. And it's exactly the same kind of alignment thing. Only his was on the wonk. Well, you know, mm. should have straightened it up, mate. But uh, Arthur C. Clarke was very taken by that. He had an autographed sketch of the painting on his office wall and he dedicated 2010 Odyssey 2 to Leonov. Mm. And 
I don't know if you've ever read or watched 2010, Nat. I haven't. I do have the book somewhere, but I have never read it. It's... It sits there unread. 2001 is the kind of epic, here is everything we've ever wanted to say about humanity. Mm -hmm. 2010 is just a really good story. I feel the same way about the Muppet films. The first one was a kind of, oh, what do we want to say about everything? And then The Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. It's like, let's just have a great time. 2010's <laughs> like that. It's a really, it's just a rollicking good story. It's really great. But Leonov also wrote uh, a script for a science fiction film himself, the 1980 classic The Orion Loop, which I haven't seen. I'd like to see it, though, now. Does it involve struggling for an hour and a half to get back into a space <laughs> capsule? Blubby, blubby, blubby. <laughs> <laughs> blubby, blubby. That is essentially the plot of gravity. That is, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, gravity. Yeah. It's for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he only died in October of last year. Oh, did he? Yeah. Anyway. So presumably he hung around with Valentina, what's her name, who we found out weed on the wheel of that bus and just she just proposed that Vladimir Putin become That's president right. forever. Yes. Happy birthday to Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. He's the main architect of the Russian style and... I quite like his music. I think it's quite good. So there's nothing more to say about that. A lot of folklore, folklore stuff, fairy stories. If you're into that, listen to some Rimsky-Korsakov. Also, listen to the next round. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Rudolf Diesel, the German inventor of the diesel engine, without whom we would not have the recent straight-to-DVD epic Day of the Diesels. <laughs> Featuring Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Happy birthday to Polycarp Liza the Elder, a Lutheran theologian who wrote 60 books, 200 letters, and received more than 5,000 letters. Um, he oversaw the death of the Calvinist Matthias Weisenbeck, with whom he had huge arguments, but he gave his funeral um, eulogy, at which he said, Matthias Weisenbeck changed his mind on his deathbed and now agrees with me, but you can't check. He's dead, and he goes to another school, and he lives in Canada. Sorry about that. Uh, that's Polycarp Liza the Elder, uh, Lutheran theologian and possible liar. Happy death day to Robert Walpole, the first Prime Minister of Great Britain, the Whig, and who wanted more than anything to avoid military entanglements and so became less and less popular as he lived longer and longer. Because if there's one thing the English don't like you telling them is that you shouldn't fight with people. That's what Robert Walpole found out, as did Richard II. Happy death day to Chuck Berry who wrote Johnny B. Good in 1955 after receiving a mysterious phone call from his cousin Marvin. Happy death day to Edward the Martyr, who was the elder brother of Ethelred the Unready, but was murdered at the mound which is now Corfe Castle and was buried without royal honours because his brother didn't like him, essentially. Essentially, Ethelred the Unready had him murdered and thrown in a pit. And that's the death days. That's how the cookies crumbled. Now, I have a feeling we have a unanimity on the second round today. Mm, yes. I think we are, both of us, going to the 18th of March, 1834. 1834, yes. We found different things on that day, though. That would be amazing. It would, wouldn't it? But we haven't. It's the Toll Puddle Martyrs, <laughs> I think, isn't it's it? It's the Toll Puddle Martyrs, it is. It's entirely the sentencing of the Toll Puddle Martyrs. Toll Puddle is in Dorset. And in 1833, six farm labourers who were there got together and formed the Friendly Society of Agricultural Labourers, 
in which they decided, all six of them, that they wouldn't work for six shillings a week. They wouldn't work for seven shillings a week, which was the going rate. They would only work for ten shillings a week. Wow. Because they were worth it. Yes. Join unions, kids. Unfortunately, it was illegal at that time. Ah. Since, since the Combination Acts of 1799 and 1800, which said, you know what workers shouldn't be able to do? Get together and decide what they will and won't work for. That's utterly unacceptable, and if you do it, you should be punished horribly. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense, does it? No, I mean, that's the way a free market works, is by restricting people from communicating with each other so they don't know the value of their labour. You've got to allow business to flourish. Yes. Um, do you? No, I don't know. I feel like, you know, this is such a... I've, not knowing, I you know, I'd heard of the Toll Puddle Martyrs, but I didn't really know mm. what had happened with the Toll Puddle Martyrs. Mm. Uh, and so finally I've read up about the Toll Puddle Martyrs, and now I know. Yes. And I was so inspired by this story of courage. Mm. Uh, I felt like this this is the kind of thing that folk songs are written about, Nat. Yes. Have you written a folk song? Where could I possibly be going? Well, yes, I have. Hooray! And I'd like you to enjoy it. Okay. You know, in that sort of faint nodding, okay way that you do with folk music. Okay, do you need me to cue up any of the facts in it with having told more of the narrative? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Well, just, let's just hear what happened to the mm. the Martyrs of Tollpuddle. All right, then. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh. Twas in the spring of 1833 Six labourers sworn to secrecy For forming the Agricultural Labourers Friendly Society Arrested on a legal technicality the sentence as bad as it could possibly be Sent away miles from their family Sailing for ages on sea upon sea To live with people who use words like Barbie But justice was brought eventually Their innocence proven by the judge's decree And home again they came expediently The toll puddle martyrs like us they were free Free in a zero hours gig economy very good. <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm glad we did the Tall Puddle Martyrs now. <laughs> oh, f*** you. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was long, wasn't it? It was nice. nice and it was long. good. Nice and long. Good. No, not as long. Proper. I mean, you know, folk songs have like 16, 17 verses about the maid who was taken down with old Jack. Oh, yeah. Know, old Jack. And the, yeah, you're right. I should have gone a bit more specific with the. I thought yeah, about You have that. a bit of murdery bits. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. It's got to be a murder. A woman left in a ditch. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and what yeah. shall I do with my babby and all of that business? Yeah. Heavy with child. She was left by the master yeah, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and to then be honest, some nonsense words. Yeah. It was like. Hey, Noddy Goomba Goomba Woe. Yeah. I mean, I wrote this like 28 minutes ago, so. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, I just thought you needed notes. Do you want notes on the rest? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, do the next 30 stanzas now or... And heavy with child. <laughs> when old Jack. No. Uh, no. Well, if you want to hear more exciting songs about folk events, <laughs> come back tomorrow uh, when you might. You oh, might. What, really? <laughs> now you've dubbed us in. I've got to do another one tomorrow now. Yeah, every day now. That's it. it took me four minutes. <laughs> Um, go and vote online for which was the best yes. thing that happened today. That's right. Go to at date underscore fight on Twitter. Yeah, or on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash date fight. Don't ever pull See, a switch on me like that round. again. <laughs> we did that the was other so way frightening and unsettling. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the URL is for Facebook. I never <laughs> say that. Um, and in these troubled times, obviously, uh, it would be uh, inappropriate for us to ask you for money. Yeah. Can we have some money? <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash date fight. Yes, it really helps us do things like this. Yes, there's yes. exclusive things and fun things that you can have if you become a supporter. So mm. um, maybe go and check it out. Patreon.com slash date Secret extra podcast. Yeah. Do that. And we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. And I will go now and have a pee. <laughs>